0: The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 11th of November. In your Squiz today, the BBC launches an inquiry into that interview with Princess Diana. The Labor Party airs its climate policy differences. Donald Trump fires his Chief of Defence. And lest we forget, this is your Squiz today. When talking about Princess Diana Clare, there is a very famous quote of hers, and that is, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. That quote comes from an interview Diana gave to journalist Martin Bashir in 1995 when she was separated but not divorced from Prince Charles. Nearly 23 million people in the UK tuned in to watch what was an unprecedented interview at the time. Now the BBC has launched an inquiry into claims that the broadcaster used fake documents to trick the princess into giving that very famous interview.
1: And even at the time, there were questions about how Martin Bashir, the journalist who is now quite famous, but in those days was a young and largely unknown television reporter, managed to get that scoop of the century. And even back then, there were accusations that Bashir had doctored up some documents, uh, potentially fake bank documents, uh, showing people uh, connected to the palace being paid for information about Diana and at the time there was an investigation and it was dismissed but it's come back around again it's the 25th anniversary of that interview uh, and some investigating has been done by Channel 4 in the UK and also by the Daily Mail and they've dug up a lot of new things and what seems to have happened is that Bashir uh, used documents and also used his powers of persuasion to get Get Diana's brother, Earl Spencer, on side.
0: So the insinuation is that he lied to them in order to gain their trust. It's a story really about journalistic integrity. Now Earl Spencer is calling for an apology.
1: Yeah, he has been apologised to, but what he wants is a, an apology to Diana. Uh, he also wants a contribution from the profits the BBC made from the worldwide sale of that interview to be given to charities linked to Diana.
0: For Bashir's part, he's said to be seriously unwell with what's being reported as COVID-related complications. So the BBC has been unable to discuss any this with him.
1: Yeah, and an inquiry, though, has now kicked off. There's been pressure building with those investigations really coming to the fore in the last few weeks. So an inquiry by the BBC is a big next step.
0: Of course, we can't talk about this without mentioning that season four of The Crown is out on Sunday, Claire, the 15th of November. It's all fiction, of course, but it will feature a lot of Diana and Charles.
1: Indeed.
0: We haven't talked a whole lot about the federal opposition this year, Claire, but they were firmly in the headlines yesterday with Joel Fitzgibbon, who was the Shadow Minister for Agriculture and Resources, quitting that job. This goes to the heart of disagreements within the Labor Party about their climate change and energy policies.
1: Joel Fitzgibbon is a mainstay of the Labor Party. He has been for many years. His family goes way back into the Labor Party, and as you say, he really has been fighting a fight about the party's position on climate change and how it supports the resources sector. Joel Fitzgibbon comes from the seat that takes in the Hunter Valley coal mining region. He was very critical of Bill Shorten, particularly in the wake of last year's election, where he said that the Labour Party had deserted its roots. So uh, that fight has really come to the fore, of course, with climate uh, being front and centre. The party he thinks is shifting too far in favour of getting rid of things like coal mines uh, for climate change policies. And that fight seemed to come to the fore this week. There's been a falling out with Labor leader Anthony Albanese, so he has vacated that role, but he says that he continues to back Albanese's leadership.
0: Yeah, this has led to lots of talk about divisions in the Labour Party with those on the right concerned the party is focusing too much on progressive issues. For now, Ed Husick has been appointed by Anthony Albanese to the Agriculture and Resources Portfolio to that Queensland border now and yesterday Queensland's Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young said it was exciting to be in a position to potentially lift border restrictions from December 1 for Victorians wanting to head to the Sunshine State. These comments though still don't apply for Greater Sydney Clare. No, they don't.
1: Victoria has now had 11 days with no new coronavirus cases. New South Wales has had three. So, where Queensland remains is that what they want to see is 28 days uh, without cases that can't be traced within three days before it'll look into giving people from greater Sydney access to that border. Uh, also, looking at that is Gladys Berejiklian, the New South Wales Premier, who who says that that's going to be near on impossible to achieve.
0: Over to the US. And the way the political system works over there means that Donald Trump is still technically president until Joe Biden's inauguration on the 20th of January. So, Claire, he can still do things like fire the chief of defence, which is what he's done. He certainly did do
1: that. Yesterday over Twitter, he fired Mark Esper, the defence secretary. The pair had fallen out earlier this year over the use of the military to quell unrest during those protests over racial injustice. Lots of comments about Esper being the fourth defence secretary under Donald Trump and the fact that it plunges uh, the important function of the US military into another period of upheaval. Also happening yesterday is the Attorney General William Barr has decided that he will unleash the forces of the Justice Department to pursue those allegations of voting irregularities. Of course, lots of commentary that those claims aren't substantiated at this point in time, and it's a big reach for the Department of Justice to get involved.
0: We'll have a squid shortcut out tomorrow, the final in our US election series, just to wrap up where things are at and what happens from here in regards to Joe Biden becoming President of the United States. As we head towards summer, Claire, lots of chat about cricket. The Indian team are due to arrive in Australia tomorrow. Indian captain Virat Kohli, who most regards the best cricketer in the world at the moment, will be with them, but only for a bit. Yeah, he's
1: here to play the one day and the T20 series, and he will just play the first test match, which starts in Adelaide on the 17th of December. There's three more tests to play after that, but Kohli has other priorities. He wants
0: to get home for the birth of his first child. His wife, Anushka Sharma, is a very, very famous Bollywood actress. They're quite the power couple in India. They are. They have a
1: massive social media reach and uh, they look very much in love. So good luck to them.
0: A few things to note about the date today as well before we finish up, Claire. It's November 11, which means it's Remembrance Day. It was 11am on the 11th of November 1918 that the guns on the Western Front fell silent after more than four years of continuous warfare.
1: Yep, so at 11am on the 11th day of the 11th month, there's that one minute's silence in memory of those who died or suffered in all wars and armed conflicts that happens today.
0: And State of Origin 2 is tonight, a must win for New South Wales. That's at ANZ Stadium in Sydney. And before we finish up, head to com forward slash vote to vote for the Squiz today in the Listener's Choice Awards if you want. If you feel like it, yeah, I think you should feel like it. Sounds like a good thing to do. That'd be great. A link to that is in your episode notes. That's all for you Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in.